This is, I think, almost uh, seventh or eighth meeting of this SLBC since I became finance minister about less than two years ago. And I just want to use this as a kind of um, milestone to talk about what I think has gone well, what I think has improved and where I see the future, both in terms of the fisc of the state of Tamil Nadu, of the people of Tamil Nadu, and also in the relationship and expectations of uh, this committee with the state of Tamil Nadu. So first I must say that uh, it has been truly enlightening and heartening over the last two years to attend these meetings. Uh, the level of detail, the timeliness of the data, the granularity of the data, all of those have improved significantly uh, in the last two years. And what that has done is allowed us to react, if not in real time, then near real time, to find out where are the weaknesses, where are the areas that require greater attention. And I think by far that is the, the best kind of efficiency component of these meetings that has improved in the last two years. We have improved in other ways as well, I think. Um, the participation, the focus, the expansion of the discussion into new initiatives, the continuous engagement of key players like the Reserve Bank, like uh, NABAD and now the DFS, uh, I think, is, is a good sign. 
in a uh, low capital formation relative to where we are in the economic cycle, in a low capital formation country, in a country where the public capital markets are not very efficient, the role of banks is crucial. We cannot get anything done without credit. And the relationship between banks and government is therefore also much more important because banks are key intermediaries in a highly intermediated market. It is not yet disintermediated. So relative to global levels, the extent to which we need to work with banks is much, much, much higher. And I'm glad to say that uh, our collaboration has kept on improving over the last couple of years. The um, future, let me start from the government of Tamil Nadu's perspective. I'm about to present my second full budget, uh, third budget, after we took office. Uh, the good news is that we have been, with your support, with a lot of um, hard work from the officers of the government, starting with the finance department, with, of course, the steadfast kind of encouragement and leadership and protection of the Chief Minister, we have been able to make such rapid improvements that I never dreamt possible in the course of two years. Results only change if you change processes and systems. You can't try and engineer the result keeping the old system in place. So we have instituted literally dozens and dozens of reforms within the finance department in the uh, kind of accountability and oversight of public sector enterprises in the relationship between the finance department and other departments in the uh, granularity and access available to employees, pensioners. In every aspect, uh, we have done actually quite dramatic change. Now, I come from the corporate world, so for me, the pace of change is not uh, new, if anything, it was slightly disappointing. But uh, my officers tell me that for them it has been uh, a very rapid, uh, you know, almost like a torrent uh, pace of change. So because of that, because of all of these efforts and all the support, I would say that we are now reaching an inflection point. We are very close to being in compliance with the FRBM Act's major tenets, and that is within two years of inheriting what you all must uh, remember, after the restatement of the GSDP, we inherited a 5.21% fiscal deficit, of which more than two-thirds of that was a revenue deficit. So, in some sense, we have been spectacularly successful uh, in fiscal management. But the bad news is that's about as far as we can go. There's not that much left to squeeze uh, out of the system in terms of trying to improve accountability or uh, timeliness or efficiency or liquidity management. I'm not saying there's not anything, but I'm saying there's not a lot. There's not like step change level stuff left. Now it is continuous improvement that is going to get us where we need to go. 
If that is the case, there are really only two or three major levers that we have left. One of them, which is the ultimate goal of all governments, of all administration, is to increase investment, increase capital formation, increase job creation, increase economic activity. Uh, I have able colleagues who will work on that through other departments like industries, investment promotion and uh, commerce, uh, through the MSME industry, through the labor department and so forth. But first we have to improve our uh, overall capital investment. Second, we have to increase the productivity of our citizens. There again, I think, through things like the Skill Development Corporation, through other initiatives of the Labor Department, plus the Chief Minister's um, pet scheme, if you will, of retraining and skilling called non mudalwan I think we can do uh, a significant kind of um, step change in the productivity. But why I will save this for last is that we want to transform the way the government does uh, subsidies, grants and schemes. We need to know who are the beneficiaries. We need to design our systems to be beneficiary-centric rather than department siloed. We need to create ecosystems around the goals we want to achieve. For example, from when a, a, a young mother-to-be becomes pregnant all the way through nutrition, delivery, uh, child support, young uh, kind of kindergarten level schooling, then the scholarships and the other support and materials required to take them through school, all the way through adolescence. We need to have a system that tracks the evolution of these children rather than they get covered by six or seven different departments and different heads of departments within those and then we have a connectivity or a kind of drop-off problem. Same way, uh, whether it comes to Adi drivers or to scheduled tribes, we have so many programs, we have the subplans, we have the allocations, and then by the time we collate all the data and see what has happened or not happened or how many scholarships have been given, very often we find we are inefficient. And this is not a unique to our government problem, this is an ongoing problem for, for many years and many governments, uh, but I think that also has the same solution. And lastly, I would say things like uh, farmers, right? Who are actual farmers? What do we know from the land records? What do we know from the crop record from the Adangam? Are we ensuring that the delivery of subsidies for grain, for fertilizer, for crop insurance coverage, for procurement rights, are they all integrated into the same database? And can we ensure that uh, our ultimate goal of having small farmers uh, have reasonable incomes from their small holding, that is the end goal. All these other things about support price and subsidy and procure, all of that are means to an end. The end is they should be able to make a decent living out of a small holding. Are we actually achieving that or not? And very often we find we have dozens and dozens of schemes, sometimes at cross-purposes, sometimes disconnected from each other, uh, sometimes the beneficiaries are aware, sometimes they're not. So all of this together, I'm going to say, is going to be a technology solution. At the end of the day, there's only one way to fix this problem, 
that is to have much more integrated, interconnected, beneficiary-identified, beneficiary-centric delivery of benefits and schemes. And banks will end up playing a huge role, playing a huge role in that. Uh, for example, the Chief Minister has announced that uh, very soon in the budget we'll make some statement about this thousand rupee a month scheme. Now that will require huge uh, support from the banks. We'll have to be, because you see, if there are any criteria for somebody's eligibility, then by definition, the data or the, the, the selection set is not static. Surely some people who used to be in the approved list will now at some point become too rich for it. Some people who used to be not eligible will become eligible. So in real time, we need to be able to track this kind of information. And this is just one example. You know, in the Purina pen, for example, I'm realizing there's a lot of bottlenecks in the process. And therefore, the rate at which we're enrolling people is not quite, uh, uh, you know, satisfactory. I realized that already we had made some improvements in the, in the enrollment process, but we were thinking uh, in earlier discussions whether we can pre-populate an eligible set into a central database for the banks so that by the time they come to you, all you do is validate their identity and cross-reference and immediately enroll them. So these kinds of uh, technology-based, identity-based solutions will have a big role for the banks to play. And that's really where I think we can elevate it to the next level. Of course, we're going to continue to monitor the programs, the percentages of, uh, you know, success or achievement, uh, whether we continue to be uh, relatively um, high CD ratio state and a relatively high access to credit state. But I think we need to escalate it to the next level. We need to be much more integrated. We need to be much more real-time. We need to be much more um, bi-directional in the extent of data we share. And, uh, and because of bi-directional and real-time data, I'm convinced that there's a lot of efficiency to be squeezed out of the, you know, probably 70 to 80,000 crores worth of uh, grants and schemes that the government of Tamil Nadu implements one way or the other. So let me just say that, um, you know, because of the budget process, I'm actually not going to be able to stay for a very long time, but my colleague, as I say, from the department, Arun Roy, and uh, also through Rita, Parker is here, but they're both here, and they will, uh, along with the other senior IS officers and uh, government secretaries here, will continue this discussion. But um, because it's kind of an inflection point, we have a new convener, a new chairman, and uh, this is probably close to the two-year mark. By the time we get to the next SLBC, it will have been a full two years of our uh, government and uh, many meetings. I thought I'll just use this opportunity to say what has worked well till now and what we really need to be thinking about in the future to, uh, to continue to be what I hope is one of the leading and most functional and effective uh, SLBCs anywhere in the country today. And I thank you all for your support and your efforts towards that. Thank you very much.